Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. The guest that I have on here today is a 30-year fitness professional. She's the owner and chief executive officer of Idea Health and Fitness Association. Now, Idea, for those of you that don't know, is the Super Bowl of fitness. This is a fitness conference that attracts, well, more than 10,000 people, so a uh, super huge conference. Amy Boone Thompson has been doing great things in the fitness industry. She's been everything from a practitioner to a wellness advocate. She's an international presenter, industry activist. She's had every role that there is and leads from a place of connection, service, and purposeful impact. Her entrepreneurial spirit, combined with her rich experience as a business and media executive, are the catalyst to her award-winning leadership. Amy, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Travis. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm just so excited because I know our audience is going to learn a lot from you. And if you are a fitness enthusiast listening to this show today, you definitely want to tune in because you're going to find out about some great resources for you to advance your passion. So uh, Amy, first, let's get, let our audience get to know you. When did you start in fitness? I mean, 30 years, right? Like, Tell us a little bit about that start. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. Yeah, so in the 90s, I was graduating from college and um, my major was so first of all, I'm, I was a college athlete. Let me start there. I played basketball and volleyball in college and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my career other than I thought um, I really liked the sciences and athletic training. So I did a minor there and I majored in physical and health education. So my vision was, all right, I'm going to coach basketball and I'm going to tape ankles to make ends meet and I'll probably be a mom and that will be my career. Well, lo and behold, I graduated from college and I started um, like most trainers do. I had five jobs. <laughs> um, I was an assistant strength and conditioning coach at my own university. I was going to massage therapy school so I could add another tool to my toolbox for sports massage. And I was waiting tables and bartending. And I also took my first job as a personal trainer. And it was an all women's club in Chantilly, Virginia called the Women's Club. And my story from there, that was really a, a critical point because I decided in that at that time and in that moment just how much I loved working with clients, how much I loved being a personal trainer. I felt I made a difference for people. They showed up, those women showed up because they wanted to be there, not because they had to be there. And so it really just set my career on this whole path of being a personal trainer and fitness professional. Well, if you would, because I mean, of course you, you've had some amazing accomplishments. I had a a front row seat to you being the 2019 leader of the year. Uh, and then, you know, of course, now you're the owner of IDEA, which is, you know, the largest, uh, would you be the largest fitness conference in the world? We are the largest conference for fitness professionals and business owners combined. So we attract both of those audiences. That's awesome. 
So what were some of those early accomplishments where you were like, you know, yes, this is for me, whether it be with a, a client or just something that you attained in fitness that you're like, oh, you know, it just uh, really kind of lets you know and gives you that confirmation that you're doing what you're meant to be doing. Yeah, I, I think, you know, looking back, you don't really see or feel them all in the moment. You're just in the grind. I call my 20s were the grind. I mean, like most of most fitness professionals, I was taking the early morning shift, open the club. I had clients till about one o'clock, 5 a.m. to one. And then I um, I had moved to San Diego at the time. So I'd go to the beach, I'd come back and I'd grind again for the evening clients. And, um, you know, when you're in in the deep work or the this, this tough schedules, you don't really have a lot of time to, to sit and think about your trajectory or where you wanna go next. But what I found now that I can look back across all those opportunities, um, the common thread that I always found was if I was connecting my, my passions into my paying job um, as often as possible so I kept filling up my own bucket, um, then I would it would naturally take me to the next step. So an example, I told you I played basketball in college. So I, when I moved to California, the club that I started training at had a basketball court and it was a private facility. So the court went unused most of the day unless people were just playing pickup ball or shooting. So I decided to start some, some leagues at that club so that the club could drive extra revenue. I could play in the leagues and make friends. And so I started, um, we started, they had just started a corporate men's league, but we expanded that to three different divisions of men's leagues. And I started a women's league that came in and ran the program out of the facility. And so it, it was making me happy. It was my passion. I was making friends, but I was also making money for the club and I was learning new skills, management, it really started to show me that leadership management was a path for me, but I didn't see that when I was in it and doing it, if you will. <laughs> wow. You know, your story is just a great example of what it means to be in your sweet spot, live life in your sweet spot, right? When you think about the Venn diagram where skill set overlaps, passion, where there's also demand for it. And, and I mean, you just use it even with like, basketball you're passionate about it so you're like well if I create this you know I'll get to play in it but then it it evolves into a revenue generating and you've been able to uh, see opportunities for leadership in your life that's a uh, that's really cool you know as you share that basketball story and being an athlete um you are from a family of how many siblings? Uh, so I am one of 10 children. There are five boys and five girls and I'm third born. So for those of you listening, like this is two basketball teams. Like growing up, we actually had two teams that could play against each other and still do. Um, so it, everything was ultra competitive at home. You compete to eat, you compete for your own bedroom, you compete to do the laundry, like everything was a competition growing up. So I, I naturally have this, uh, this competition mode. I can't turn off. Is that where you learned most of your boxing out for basketball? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Your table. laughs> yes. Uh, and then, uh, there's other athletes in your family. I think there's something else unique about you. Um, you yes. had. How many brothers play in the NFL? Yeah, so um, in addition to me, and I also played semi-pro basketball. So that same league I told you about, we ended up turning it into a semi-pro league. So we were, this was right after the women's NBA was formed. And so the ladies who played in our league, we ended up having teams in multiple cities and we played against each other. So I played semi-pro, but 
but to toot my brother's horns, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I had three brothers who played in the NFL and NFL Europe and UFL, AFL, CFL, and retired in the Arena Football League. All three of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I only bring that up because uh, you said two basketball teams, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, having brothers that went all the way to the NFL, you know, you you better be an athlete or you're not going to survive, right? You know, like somebody's yes. challenging you all the time. Yeah. It's really cool. And so how about this as a question? You know, we're talking about accomplishments here. Um, any unique stories or maybe even bloopers along the way that, uh, you know, our friend, Todd Durkin, we we share a friend in common. He shared the other day that the first time that he presented at Idea, he didn't think that he'd ever be back because he thought he did so terrible. And now he's keynoted at Idea, you know? So I love stories like that. How about yourself? Yeah, so you're, well, you kind of glazed over the fact that you and I met each other from the awards, but you and I actually shared a stage there because we were both finalists. So that's when I first met you. Um, but I share this story all the time. Like, yes, I was a recipient in 2019, but I applied for awards nine times before I finally won. So you were a finalist like in your first year, Travis, you're brilliant, but I applied so many times. It was, um, for me, it was uh, filling out that application each year was kind of like my resume builder. So I used it as a check to check against myself. Like, what are you doing for your community? What are you doing for the industry? And so if you've ever filled out the application for the IDEA Awards, it's um, it's not something you do overnight. It's something you, you take your time with. And I would do that each year as a gauge for myself. How am I doing professionally? And what I doing it is what I'm doing important to me, but does it matter to the industry and to help our profession grow? And so, um, so I'd say that's something most people don't know is that these types of awards are something that can be building blocks for you in your own career. And nine times, yes. And finally, I was the recipient. Nine times. It's like a like an Abraham Lincoln story, right? About you know how many times running for election and things such as that. But uh, that being said, you know, I, I really do believe uh, from my own personal experience that the award was in filling out the application for the award. Boy, that is a very therapeutic exercise just to, to take time and, and go through that checklist that you just gave to our audience about, you know, what am I doing for my community and asking yourself those tough questions because, man, I tell you. I felt really good about myself after I submitted that. I'm like, sometimes you don't think you're accomplishing anything, but then you look back and you're like, wow, you know, we've done a lot here, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so there's also like a lot of times in my career, I talked about being in the grind and not really knowing I was going in the right direction, but always aligning with my passion. And there were times in my career, like when I chose to become a mom and, um, and, and knew I was going to be pregnant and having kids, like that's when I really had to sit back and say, okay, what do I... I can't be in the club. I, I choose not to be in the club at five in the morning and do the grind anymore. Or I don't want to be flying to San Francisco for the other job that I had had running 26 clubs. So I started to create a career that was for me that would fit my lifestyle at that time. And I think that's an important lesson for anyone, whether you're a career fitness professional or any other type of career. Like, 
you, you have you can't always be subservient to the environment that and the demands of the job or or if you do you might become resentful so the alternative is to create a career that you love that fills your needs and serves you so you can truly be, be your best when you show up um, and so when I decided to have babies, I was teaching stroller strides, which is a stroller fitness concept that my girlfriend, Lisa Drexman started. It's a franchise. And we, and so for the first three years of my baby's lives, I got to work out with them every morning. It was the best. It was the best. Well, once again, saying, okay, I'm passionate about this aspect of my life right now, building a family. And then you're teaching stroller strides. So you know, thank you for being you, Overcomer Nation. I hope you're listening to this because what are you passionate about to where you can turn your passion into part of your purpose that you're sharing with others and maybe even be rewarded for it. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, you know, Amy, I'm glad that you brought us back to that point because when you're you're talking about working split shifts and embracing it, you know, that means that you must be doing something you're passionate about if you're willing to do it in the morning and come back in the evening and do it. Um, and then we talked a little bit about building your resume. Can you take us through that resume, like if you will, just kind of like, you know, I, I started off here and then, you know, these are the different positions because you mentioned even running 26 clubs. So I think it'd be good for everybody to know just how you've evolved, really. Yeah. Yeah. So started as personal trainer, assistant strength coach. And I told you I had the massage, sports massage in my back pocket. Um, then the next kind of uh, job, if you will, I got tapped on the shoulder to put my resume in for fitness manager. And this was at the time I was starting the leagues. So add fitness manager, leagues director. And I was also doing massage therapy at the club just because I could. Um, and then I ended up um, becoming the general manager of that club. So at some point in my early 20s, mid 20s, I was a general manager and um, and it was at that point our club got acquired. And so we were a single site. We were called the Sporting Club at Aventine. We got acquired by a large chain. A lot of people were super bummed out about it because it was gonna take away, it was gonna make us commercial, but I saw the opportunity. The opportunity was all of a sudden, I could step into bigger jobs that didn't exist before. So I became the regional fitness director. And at that time I was in charge of all the Southern California clubs. And my BFF, Chan Ganaway, some of you might know from Florida, he was running the Northern California clubs. Then he moved to Florida. I took his club. So then I stepped into a bigger role. I was now the whole fitness director for the whole chain. And this was uh, the Frogs Club One brands, the Club One brands, and Club uh, Club. what we rebranded as Club One. All of us rebranded. So anyway, um, so that was all in my 20s. And then I decided to... Um, buy a studio. So I opened a yoga studio. I've been an owner. I know that grind as well. And we ended up selling it to our business partner and his parents. So add that to the resume. Um, then I did the fit for mom. And so I was the project director initially, and then I was her COO. So I ran the front. We were at the franchisor level. We had 300 franchises in three countries. Um, so I did that for a handful of years and then we decided to move to Colorado because at this point I needed grandma desperately. <laughs> um, and so we moved to Colorado and I moved there to be a national fitness director for a club chain that had, I think we had 29 clubs across seven states. So I had to travel a lot for that job. And this was where I learned about scalability, replicating programs. 
um, really bringing entry level fitness professionals through their career to reach their potential, uh, building their own client base and working split shifts, all that. But then I took another deliberate shift because um, I had a chance to step back from my day to day and really reflect on what's next for me. I was facing some um, challenges at work with really not having the same vision or level of growth plan, let's say. The clubs were demanding 10% growth a year. This was right after the recession. It was, it was a challenging time for clubs. The older clubs were not performing that well. The brand new clubs were. So I was um, trying to paint an honest picture for them. We were in disagreement about growth. I was feeling stifled in my career. So what I did was I said, where, what are the, how can I better uh, round out my career at this stage now that I've had national positions, I've been an owner, all this stuff. And the answer for me was I wanted to see the supplier side of the business. I felt I could sell. I was teaching selling inside of the four walls, but now I really wanted to have a different perspective and having attended Ursa and IDEA and club industry for all those years, I, had, I was also really curious about that side of the business. So I found a headhunter and a recruiter, if you will, and I found a job with Les Mills US. And I worked with Les Mills for several years and I was selling the business licenses to the clubs. And I got to be overseeing all the Western states um, and my job was to get the VPs and senior executives into a room and tell them how great Lesnos would be for their members. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. What else? Anything else? Okay, so then this is this is the finale almost. Okay, so then I got I got approached by a headhunter when I was as happy as could be. So there was another lesson there. When you are at in your happy place and you're living your best self in your best job, that's when usually opportunity knocks. And it's not when you're looking for it, it's when you're not looking for it. Um, so this position that they were offering was going to be a VP job. I would have to move my family back to California, which we were excited about because we love it here at the beach. And, um, and I was going to be running Idea Health and Fitness. So this was dream come true, dream come true. At that point in time, I was like, all of the stars have aligned. This is incredible. We get to go back to California. I get to run this incredible association that has been with me and for every stage of my career. All those jobs I just told you about, IDEA was at the, the platform for all of the success that I had had. Um, so I was with that company. I was running IDEA and also Oxygen Magazine. Some of our sister brands were other media outlets. And then I saw an opportunity to um, ask if I could buy idea. And so um, you heard me tell Todd the story, but I, uh, my business mentor had been in my ear for a long time as we were going through COVID and figuring out what's next for Amy, what's next for idea. And she kept telling me and telling me, you should buy this business or you should start your own, something like it. And then my husband was in my other ear telling me the same thing, like my good little um, angels on my shoulders. And so when the conversation came up with my boss about, you know, what's next for idea? What are we going to do with this brand? I literally jumped out of my chair in a webinar call and I said, it's me. It's always been me. I want to buy this company. Please help me buy this company. Um, so two months later, I owned it. That is an amazing story. You know, your story is just so phenomenal because I, I feel like we should take some notes from this. Uh, when you start out pursuing your passion, 
sometimes uh, you're going to have to do the grind on their terms. But it seems like, Amy, you know, along the way, you asked yourself, what would this look like if I was doing it on my terms? What would my best life living out this passion look like? And, you know, you did mention that you've had a 30-year fitness career, but uh, Idea's been around 40 years? or 40, 40, 41 now, yeah. 41 years, okay. So this is something that's just, regardless of what you were doing, you know, regardless of what role you were playing and what job you had, you know, Idea was like... Um, a little bit of a, a North Star or uh, just something that you could always just kind of say that, you know, I'm going to keep on interacting with this idea. And so that was just such a part of you, right? I mean, is that how you describe it? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, when I moved to California that first year, I became a member at IDEA. I went to my first IDEA world. We had no money. So we slept four people to a room. I actually had to sleep with my boss who's female. It's really funny. Like we, I slept with my boss at a conference because we were all so poor, but we had to be there. Um, and then that led to writing for the IDEA Fitness Journal and the business magazine. And, um, and like I said, it didn't matter which of those jobs I had, I had to be at this event because this was my fitness family. This is how I filled up my bucket so I could go back and be better year after year. Yeah, slept four people in a room. You know, I've done that for conferences. You know, we all wanted to go, but we had air mattresses or we just did what we could, you know, a couple people in a bed, uh, that kind of thing. You know, you mentioned uh, that there was this transitional time and that you finally had this opportunity to buy idea um peter and kathy davis started idea and then it changed changed hands a couple of times in recent years um how many times did it change hands two times and both of those companies were large uh, large groups owned by private equity and both were media companies so very very different place for idea to live yes yeah and why did you feel the calling to step up and say, you know what, I'm going to own this thing. I've always been a, a participant in it. I've been a patron of it, but you know, now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to step up and step into ownership. What made you feel called to do that? Well, it was, it was primarily because of where, how idea had shown up for me all those years. And I, I, I say this to anyone who's experienced the event, but also the family that you meet at those events is that idea is a platform that exists because we all believe in it and we all show up with open hearts and open minds, right? So I knew that it had to live on for the next generation of fitness professionals. And in the environment that it was in, it was not gonna get the investment it needed. It was not gonna truly get the, um, the nourishment that it needed to succeed and grow. And it's a 40 year old organization. Like we need to update our platform. We need to modernize, we need to be innovative. So I knew what it needed. I knew what it wasn't getting. And I just, I just felt called that if it's not me, then who? And if it's not now, then when? Like I just knew if I didn't do something, it wouldn't be here for future fit pros. So that was what inspired me. And just, I, I call it the fire in the belly. Like I just knew that it was now. The time was now and the person was me. And I just took advantage in that moment and stood up and asked for it. Uh, wow, that's so inspirational. If it's not me, then who? And if not now, then when? We should all ask ourselves those questions about the things that we want to do. That's really, really good. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned some things that you start to have for visions uh, of idea, updating platforms, things such as that. What is your vision for the future as the CEO and owner of IDEA? 
Well, so we're, we've been busy for the last year, really just rethinking the services and products that we offer. And um, I mentioned the platform. We are in a year long transition to modernize and update our platform. Um, but truly part of this exercise for me has been making sure that I'm really in tune with what today's FitPro needs and tomorrow's FitPro. The, our environment has changed so much through the last, through the pandemic primarily, but even before that with the rise of influencers and social media and really um, making sure that our professionals have the business IQ and that they have the resources they need to be successful. So as an association, in addition to just providing the education and the community, our other obligation is to help people be successful in their careers. So we have a whole uh, resource platform with liability insurance for individuals, for their businesses, whether you're brick and mortar or you work in a park, we have medical insurance. So that was one of the very first things I did for IDEA was add medical insurance, dental, vision. And these are plans that are designed for independent or commercial owned uh, facilities for you, your employees, your families. That was a big add. And then we're really just getting involved with, you know, how do we make sure that our profession is part of the healthcare continuum? And that means that we, we have a role in preventative prevention of diseases and we have a place in the healthcare continuum. And what do we need to do to keep our doors open the next time something threatens, um, you know, our businesses? Wow. Thank you for sharing that, you know, because I think many people, when they think of idea, of course, they think of the fitness conference that over 10,000 people attend and some sleep four in a room to attend and, you know, those kind of things, those great stories, but are unaware of everything that idea is. So idea is a resource for your insurance. Idea is a resource for your medical if you're in the fitness industry. Idea is a forward thinking organization and the fact that I do believe that we're the most important health professional because we're the only one trying to optimize health. Everybody else trying to treat illness. There's a cure for some of these preventable diseases and it's called diet and exercise, right? So uh, I'm so glad that we're trying to align ourselves in that way. What all, what, are, what am I missing that we want everybody to know about? Yeah, so we so one thing that is an important distinction, IDEA does not certify fitness professionals. We work with every certifying agency and also the universities. So our curriculum, our our gold standard education is included in a lot of uh, collegiate curriculums that professors will use for their students. But our job, like the, the way we see our, our space in the industry is meeting a fitness professional where they are, however they come into our industry. If they came in with no degree, no certification, they're just curious and interested and in teaching one class a week, great, we'll help you get whatever's next for you. And as well, people like yourself and myself who've been presenters for years and we have all the pedigrees and all the certificates and the initials, but we're looking for what's next or we need that community. So wherever you are in that space, we're here to support you in your career path and fill in gaps, knowledge gaps and learning gaps and, and introduce you to people. But then at the event, then we get to bring in all these other amazing uh, people in the industry like the suppliers and the CEC agencies. So I like to say at our event, if you are someone who wants to put your product on a trainer, in a trainer, or in front of a trainer, or in their hands, you need to be at that event because that's where the fit pros are going to look for what's next, what's best. 
Absolutely. The expo. Let, let's talk about that. That's like an amazing, you know, it's like the Disneyland for people that like the fitness shop, right? I mean, because you just go in there and there's just so many new things to see. Uh, so can you tell everybody a little bit about what they would expect from going to IDEA and, and seeing that trade show, like what things they would see? Yeah, so just from a helicopter view, the event is four days of education, and this is all CEC curated education from the top professionals. And then in the middle of that, we have two days of fitness and nutrition expo. So in the expo, you've got hundreds of exhibitors, and as and it's really catered toward the fitness professional, business owner, or enthusiast. And so as it's as you're walking down the aisles, you're going to see everything in the nutrition category. We've got apparel. We've got all the big machines and equipment you've got all the soft goods the little toys all the innovative new stuff that companies are are putting out now we've got tech so now you've got all the business solutions that fit into the tech category um, this year we're going to have spartan deca on the floor with an obstacle course so people are going to be competing while the show is going on we have the showcase stage in the back of the expo which is where you can participate in some of these new programs that are coming into the industry um, so the whole thing is just mind-blowing. You're going to see so much stuff that's going to get you excited to go back to your clients and to your communities and share. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I got to say that I've always felt, you know, just like a kid in awe, like, oh my God, is that Elaine Lelaine? Let me go over there and talk to her. And for those of you that don't know, I mean, that would be the wife of Jack Lelaine, the great late godfather of fitness. Um, I know they'll be signing uh, autographs for their new book, which is the legacy of Jack LaLanne. And so the people that you'll meet there, wow. uh, the ideas that you'll have. I mean, I've stood on the floor there and been in a cryogenic freezer. I've stood on there and done some sort of spinning visual body composition machine. There's just all the latest gadgets are, are on that floor. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because who is the audience for IDEA? I mean, who should come to IDEA I mean, because some people might be listening, they might be saying, well, I'm not a certified coach. You know, I'm just excited about fitness. I mean, who is IDEA for? IDEA really truly is for anyone that has a passion for health and fitness and or you are in the business and you're a professional. We, we really do. I mean, of the 10,000 people, first of all, it's a global event. So 80 countries will be represented. We have a whole row that are um, companies that were founded in Korea and they're bringing their product to the U.S. for the first time. But truly, like anyone who is passionate should come. This year, we're bringing in teenagers who are curious about careers in health and fitness and nutrition and athletics. We're bringing them in for an experience to see what our industry is all about. We have always had a college discovery track where college students can come in. And then, as I said before, like if you are interested in anything happening in this space and you want to get dialed in, this is where all the movers and shakers are and where all the decisions, all the buying decisions are being made. You know, I'm glad you brought up the uh, Spartan Deca. Of course, our Overcomers podcast is sponsored by a Journey franchise, which every franchise location has Deca going on. Pretty yeah, much. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, it's become a big part of our community and I'm really excited that you'll have it there because I think that every fitness business should have something like that in their community where they're getting their members together to test their performance and celebrate their fitness and award medals and t-shirts. And, you know, it's just a little measurement of you against you. And I've seen a 77 year old do it and I've seen a 15 year old do it. And it's uh, it is for everybody. So 
which you know that's what idea is about it's all inclusive right it's a celebration of everyone regardless of whether you're a yoga instructor personal trainer group fitness instructor if trx is your thing or kettlebells or whatever the case might be nutrition you know whatever it is that you're trying to do which by the way amy did you have a favorite modality in uh fitness Oh, well, I was primarily a one-on-one -on -one trainer. And so that's really my love is one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, I did lots of semi-privates groups, large groups, but, uh, but yeah, one-on-one -on -one PT. And um, as far as modalities, like I tried it all. I grew up when spinning became a thing. I grew up when Pilates was introduced to the club scene. So I've kind of got certified in all those things through my career as well. Yeah, I remember uh, personally doing, uh, well, I was a mad dog, athletic spin instructor, uh, physio, uh, ball instructor, Paul Check, you know, there. So, uh, oh, Paul was a member at our club. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Paul was a member at the club where I trained. And so was um, Jorge Cruz, who were, ended up working with Tony Robbins. In fact, I ran into him the other day. He now has 39 books. And I was like, you were my little trainer who just graduated from college. Isn't so it? yeah, yeah, Paul was a member at the sporting club too. <laughs> wow, you have really, I mean, in the fitness industry, I don't think that there's a role that you haven't played. And probably you you really met a lot of people along the way being so many states and so many different businesses and and you know Amy I think it's just a it was a huge honor for me to to share a stage with someone like you because you know you've definitely uh set yourself for some pretty high aspirations but not just high aspirations uh you've had high achievements um so just want to honor you with those words um the thing that I wanted to ask you next is what haven't I asked you about idea that you want everybody to know uh, I, I guess um, we're we're at the forefront of change for our industry. And so one thing that, uh, again, that you should know, IDEA doesn't raise money to, to hire lobbyists and show up at DC. That there are other associations that are doing that for our industry. But the way I see us supporting those initiatives is really creating the groundswell of professionals at, and elevate them to the highest standards so that we can make sure that we are we have a profession that's respected and that we're marketing ourselves as respectable businesses and that we're telling our story in a more meaningful way. So those are the things that are important to me um, really around the professional and our uh, quality and our standards. And we're doing that globally. So I'm doing work now with World Active. It's a brand new or initiative that's been um, put into place to help us as a sector to finally come together and really work on behalf of our groups with the World Health Organization. Um, and we do that with really hard work <laughs> and not with money, but with hard work and, 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 and coming together um, with a common goal. Wow. And I think you know, you, you mentioned all these different experiences, but again, one thing that a lot of people believe that they're, um, they like to network or they're good at connecting. So that was always a superpower of mine. I knew that I, I'm comfortable with people meeting people. So I would challenge you if you find that you're a connector or a networker, like really use that to your best ability. And whenever you go to an event, you meet each person at each booth, not because you're interested in buying their product, but because you care about the person that's in that booth. And those relationships will pay off tenfold. Um, that's really how I built my career, Travis. Every expo I went to, I met everyone I could. 
I would call them after or send them an email and I would get them in LinkedIn and I would nurture those relationships because just like you and I sharing a stage and meeting like that, now together we're able to connect on a whole different level with whole different hats on, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a, the secret sauce. Those of you who are connectors out there and networkers, or even if it's not where you're comfortable, I would challenge you to put yourself out there a little bit more. Yeah, you know, uh, I've always believed in the quote that your network is your net worth. And to give an example of two people meeting at Idea who became lifelong friends, that would be Todd Durkin meeting Randy Hetrick on the expo floor when a TRX was not a global brand, but just a, a guy with a couple of straps trying to promote him. You know, I mean, it was uh, it was very young. Uh, so that's a great example. But speaking of networking, there has been something that we've overlooked. Idea has some of the best parties in the world. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> if you come to Idea this year, um, what would you expect as far oh, as like, an agenda or, you know, the big event that's, I mean, I think we've dressed up as a white party one year. Everybody yes. seemed like they were glowing and dancing and, uh, you know, how, how will that be? Yeah, so the welcome party is on Thursday night. And by the way, we have the awards and opening ceremony Thursday afternoon. So you've got the awards, opening ceremonies, and then you go into the welcome party. Um, this year we didn't do a theme, so you can come in whatever you'd like. But I can tell you, just like we talk about um, the excitement and being there, like people wake up at six in the morning, you'll start your first workout. You're going to be working out all day, trying all these new concepts, all these programs. You'll sit in lectures, you'll grab lunch, eat on the go, you'll be in sessions all day. And then we dance and party all night long until like they kick us out. And then you go to bed and you do this all over again. Like you will leave completely exhausted, but you will have so much fun, enough fun to last you for 12 months until we do it again. Oh, that's awesome. It's like its own little fitness endurance event, right? It is. Like, it is. You handle doing the workouts and intriguing the most and dancing the night away in the evening. I mean, that's that's awesome. Um, and, you know, I know that we've covered a lot of ground today, but I wanted to ask you this one question. I know that you're very passionate about idea in general, but what are you most passionate about right now as far as like any specific missions that are part of idea that you're working on? Um, I will say we, I'm most passionate about really our pillars and our values and the fact that those really drive all of our initiatives. So we believe, you, you mentioned this earlier, ideas for everyone, but I can't think of a more inclusive environment. When you talk about fitness, health and fitness, health and fitness is for every human being on this planet and our profession is too. And so idea has to be all of those things for every professional. And we need to be welcoming more professionals to our space, regardless of any, uh, wherever you're from or whatever affiliation or whatever, whatever size you are, we need to be more welcoming for every single human being so that we can truly reach every human being with our gifts of health and fitness. Um, so that's what I'm excited about idea for idea. Um, you know, we made sure when I stepped into lead the organization that that was our primary pillar, that we believe we inspire the world to fitness and we inspire every human being to a healthier fit life. Wow. That sounds like a culture that I want to be part of, you know, so, uh, you know, thank you for leading from the front and, you know, you're not just an owner, uh, you know, when people think of owners of like big companies or big conferences, sometimes you think of them as an, in an ivory tower. But, you know, here's somebody that's 
done every role that there is in fitness uh, and who has evolved from maybe impacting one client at, at a time to now having global impact, global, because we have an idea Korea, you know, right? Is that how it works? And, and there'll be there'll be 80 countries influenced by this event. So when is idea happening and how do people uh, go sign up to be part of it? Yeah, so idea is July 12th through the 16th this year, 2023. We are in Los Angeles. You can go to ideafit.com. And if you, um, I'm going to have Travis put my friends and family discount because if even if you miss early bird, this will give you an extra $100 off. So, um, so we'll make sure you have that. Really, we want everybody to come out and experience. It is life-changing, it's career-changing. It will just open the possibilities and the floodgates to get you re-inspired and reignited to go back to your, your grind and to find your, your true potential. Um, so I'm just excited and, and you're right, Travis, like I'm just one person who was passionate about everything I was doing along the way and I always was striving to create impact. And so now, you know, opportunities have presented where now I get to be at the forefront of this platform, but the platform is here to create impact, impact for others. So um, I'm just, I put myself in this position through hard work and finding the next best, but everybody has that potential. Everybody out there has the same potential to do what you need to be doing. Yeah, well, your story has been very inspirational for our listeners. And thank you for extending that discount code to our listeners, because I'm sure that Many people are excited about idea and saying, how do I get to be part of it? Well, now you get $100 off. So yes. all the more reason uh, not to hesitate and to take advantage. You know, I found that in your story today, uh, which I didn't know what I'd learned, but I knew that I'd learned some new things about you. And, you know, one of my lessons from today is just taking that passion and making it a purpose and, and sharing it with others. And of course, you just can't help others without helping yourself. It's it's a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, really, and it's it just speaks to just how the universe works. Any final words for our listeners? Yeah, just keep keep forward progress. Keep challenging yourself. Take those times to step back and and just observe and really take inventory of where you are in your process. If you don't have a fire in your belly, that's okay, but keep moving in the direction of things that inspire you, light you up, make you happy. And like I said, connect your passions into your day-to-day -day job a little bit more. And then network and find what other people are doing and you'll have conversations that will get you excited about stuff and that will lead to your next best step. So um, yeah, I just, I just keep believe, follow your passion. It will connect you to your purpose if you truly, truly are connecting those dots through both hard work and um, a little bit of taking inventory here and there. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Amy, you know, you're a very inspirational person. Uh, is there any way that our audience can follow you or connect with you? Yeah, so I have Amy Boone Thompson across all my platforms. And then idea is ideafit.com, idea fit on Insta, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I'm most active in LinkedIn. That's my favorite platform. So I'm over there. Um, one more thing I forgot to mention about the expo. If you're not coming for the four days of education, the expo is only 20 bucks and it goes Friday and Saturday. So if you are anywhere in and around driving distance from LA, just come to the expo and experience that, even if you are not in, interested in the education this year. For 20 bucks, you'll have one of the best fitness shopping experiences that you could imagine and probably grab a workout along the way. Uh, you know, come back home with some apparel. That's awesome. Really good. 
Well, Amy, thank you for being on our show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah!